2008, a podcast was created with one goal. To bring Bat fans around the world news related to movies, comics, video games, television, merchandise, and so much more. And now, the Batman Universe Podcast has returned. episode of the TBU podcast. I'm Dustin and joining me today we have two staff members from the TBU website. We have VJ and we have Anan and today we are talking about all the news related to video games from DC Fandom. Um, we previously on the last episode talked about movie news. This time around we're going to talk about video game news that actually came out of the, the event, but also just a couple of little pieces that recently popped up that I'm just going to loop in with it because there are some other news related to video games that not necess- that don't have to do necessarily with DC fandom, but are video game news nonetheless. So um, I'm going to start off with just a couple of quick ones. The first one is that um, October 14th, Rocket League announced that they're bringing Batman back for the month of October Um, specifically for an event that they're calling Haunted Hollows. This is bringing the Batmobile from Batman vs. Superman back into the game, along with the Batmobiles from Batman 1989 and the Dark Knight Trilogy. These have previously been available in the uh, store for Rocket League, but they are bringing them back for the first time since basically um, 2017 when they first came, when when they were first added to the game. Um, They are going to be available only until November 1st, so I know as you're listening to this, it doesn't leave you a lot of time, but if you are a Rocket League fan, there is not only those items, but there's also a number of other items available that focus on some of the villains like Poison Ivy and Joker and Harley Quinn. So definitely check those out if you're interested in Rocket League. The next bit of news comes from Fortnite. Now, we, if you are a longtime listener of the TVU Comic Podcast, you'll know that there's a Batman Fortnite comic that released earlier this year, May through July. And now... Back in July, at the end of July, they announced a new comic that was coming out called Batman Fortnite Foundation. Um, They revealed some more details, specifically focusing on the video game aspects of the announcement. Um, Part of the... tied in with the release of the comic, which is now out as we're recording this, the comic is available. um, And we'll have a review of it on the website this week as well. But by the time you're reading this, Batman Who Laughs has actually been added into Fortnite, along with some exclusive items with that character as well. Um, The comic itself is tying into not only the comic series, but obviously the the previous comic series that is, but also the events that are currently happening within the confines of the Fortnite universe. Personally, I don't play Fortnite. Um, My son plays Fortnite, however, as well as most children that are under, you know, that are, you know, anywhere from the ages of 10 and up. Most children are playing Fortnite. Even obviously some adults are playing Fortnite as well. But this is a very popular game. It was a huge get back earlier this year when DC announced that Fortnite was going to be crossing over with the DC Universe. That's huge. Obviously, Fortnite, if you're familiar with it, has had 
already crossovers with the Marvel Universe, specifically in-game, but not in comics. So it's a huge get to get these comics to be exploring the lore of the game with combined with the DC Universe. All right, and then the other bit of news that came out that has nothing to do with fandom, but conveniently was listed as a fandom news item, there was a email that got sent out after the event kind of recapping some of the big things that uh, happened during DC fandom. And oddly, there was a real quick announcement of Batman coming to a game called Hot Wheels Unleashed, which... I have never played the game based off of some of the things that I've seen. It's kind of like a mix between Rocket League and a lot of racing games where you're racing various cars on tracks, but also trying to take out opponents and things like that. Um, And then there's goals that take place or tasks and challenges that take place during your gameplay. Um, But Batman and the Batmobile is obviously is what we're talking about there. That vehicle is coming to the game. There's also a whole event called DC Supervillains Racing Season that's also going to be coming to the game, which includes characters or vehicles that are focusing on Bane, Poison Ivy, Deathstroke, and Harley Quinn, as well as Cheetah and Black Manta. Those games are those cars and that season is going to go live November 11th and run till January 18th. There's a trailer on the website if you're interested in checking that out but then on december 2nd the batman expansion dlc pack will include a new career map inspired by gotham city a new environment showcasing the Batcave, a new track builder module called the joker funhouse split and five themed vehicles themed around penguin the rebirth version of batman joker robin and an armored version of batman that's going to be part of a pass volume one that uh, will be able to that will include those items or you can purchase the actual DLC pack by itself as well. So that is something to look forward to if you are a fan of Hot Wheels Unleashed. Now, specifically at DC Fandom, there was two huge announcements and there was one smaller announcement. I'm going to cover the small announcement first because I know a lot of our conversation is going to take place on the two big announcements or not announcements, but the two big reveals with the two new trailers for the top tier DC games. But there was two other smaller titles that were announced specifically at DC fandom. The first one is called DC League of Super Pets, The Adventures of Crypto and Ace. This game is actually coming from a publisher or a developer that is that has previously worked on other children's franchises, including Paw Patrol, Peppa Pig, and The Addams Family. Um, this game will allow players to play as either Crypto or Ace the Bat Hound in a normal rail action game. It did say at the end of the trailer that the game will be available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Nintendo Switch, and PC, and says it will be coming in spring 2020. 22. Now, this is this game is tied into a film that is coming out next year uh, called DC League of Super Pets. It's an animated film coming from Warner Brothers that will be released in theaters, making it yet another film that is coming out featuring the DC Universe. 2022 is going to be a huge year for DC films, as I said in the last episode, between the Batman, DC League of Super Pets, Black Adam, Flash, Aquaman, and... Then obviously, I, there's also word that the Batgirl film on HBO Max is also supposed to be coming out in 2022 as well. That's a lot of stuff that's coming out featuring DC characters. This animated film didn't get a whole lot of focus 
at DC Fandom. However, it did ha- say that there was going to be a trailer for the film releasing in November. So obviously, once that happens, we'll be talking about it here on the podcast because it does include characters from the Batman universe, including Ace the Bat Hound. The other game that was announced is called DC Heroes and Villas villains and this is coming from ludia they're best known for their work on jurassic world the game they're bringing the dc universe to a new puzzle role-playing game the game showcases a bunch of different characters from the batman universe including batman joker and harley quinn alongside various other members of the dc universe there's not a whole lot of information otherwise other than this game is coming to ios and android and you can pre-register for the game um, by following the link that we have on the website. So definitely look under video game news under Batman Universe Media and you will find links for that. Now let's get to the big news. The big news was that there was two trailers released for uh, for games that essentially were announced just over a year ago last year at DC Fandom. Both of these games were announced. The first one we're going to talk about is one that I technically would put as a DC Universe game, not necessarily a Batman Universe game. However, it does tie into the same universe as the Arkham games, so there's that. Also, it features various characters from the Batman Universe, including Harley Quinn, Deadshot. Both of those characters we consider part of the Batman Universe, so there's that. So the first one is Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. There was a story trailer that was released for the game, and boy does it showcase a lot of what to expect. Last year, when the trailer was the reveal trailer was was uh, shown off, there was a little bit of a hint as to what the premise of it. Obviously, the title kind of spells it out too. But there's a squad um, that that uh, is recruited by Amanda Waller, and they're sent to basically take out the Justice League. That's what the reveal trailer last year showed us. However, the reveal trailer also showed us a Superman that seemingly was, I don't know a better way to put this, than he looked possessed. That's essentially what it looked like. Um, But there was no real knowledge of why or how. This new story trailer, however, showcases a little bit more information. All of these characters, uh, as part of the Suicide Squad, were in fact recruited by Amanda Waller. They're told to go into Metropolis because Metropolis has been basically overrun by an alien invasion. The Justice League, however, seems to have gotten to Metropolis first, but they were infected by whatever these alien presence is in Metropolis. So the squad is sent in to basically try to solve the issue, but they are going to have to take out the Justice League, who are currently infected and are you know involved with the current invasion. They're preventing it. So the heroes become the villains, and the villains become the heroes. So that is kind of the story. What did you guys think of the trailer? I thought it was really cool. I mean, it had had everything right up front. It had some humor in it, because what you're going to have with Harley Quinn and just how the Suicide Squad's being portrayed on movies with James Gunn's squad and the and the one that came out in 2016. It looked cool. It's, it does raise questions on, like, is this our universe justice league or is it an alternate universe because i don't know i think there's little hints that it could be like a different universe if you know what i mean it's weird how they're it's technically a sequel to the arkham universe to me personally i just didn't think they'd ever kind of dip their toe back in that water with how popular those games were i will say it is odd and i know that i I should say i'm not sure that it actually is continuing the arkham universe and i say that because there are there is a hint in the trailer of the Batmobile. And obviously at the end of Arkham City, 
or Arkham Knight, that is, at the end of Arkham Knight, there was a sequence where Batman is presumably dead. Um, there's there's ways you could, you know, d- interpret what happened at the end of the game, but essentially the the main premise is that Batman is supposed to be dead, at least the version of Batman that we see in in the game. That said, that doesn't mean that the legend of Batman is dead or somebody else doesn't take over the role or something like that. But it would it does seem odd that you would have Batman involved in a game featuring the Justice League as a continuation of those, that highly successful franchise. I think a lot of people are assuming that it's connected to the Arkhamverse because Rocksteady is, is developing this game the same way that the they developed the Arkham games. Um, the other part that I think a lot of people get confused on is that th- there was an Arkham game that hinted at the idea of a Suicide Squad being formed at the end of the game. But a lot of people don't remember that that game was actually Batman Arkham Origins, not Batman Arkham Knight. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And there was a sequence at the very end where Amanda Waller, you know, goes into, I don't believe it was Arkham, or maybe it was Arkham, I don't know. But she's basically recruiting some people and says she's got a mission and Deathstroke was the character that she was recruiting. Whether or not that was intended to be a follow-up game at some point or some other thing, because I will say that that game also released right around the same time that the Suicide Squad, the first one back in 2016, that game was, that movie was coming out. So you would assume that maybe the developers who were behind Batman Arkham Origins, which was not Rocksteady, who made the actual trilogy of games, but it was uh, WB Games Montreal, if if I remember correctly, I they were yeah they were the ones who made Arkham Origins, and that game maybe their uh, maybe their initial idea was that they were going to do a sequel featuring the Suicide Squad. Things change. Obviously, WB Games Montreal is doing the other game we're going to talk about here in a minute, Gotham Knights, but I think there's a lot of things out there within the Arkham universe that I think people are making connections. But I don't know that anybody's actually said officially from Rocksteady that this game is a continuation of the Arkham games at this point. I think it's interesting. I'm not too familiar on how it could be, um, how they're connected, but I would agree with BJ's point on that it looks fun. Just from watching the trailer, it looks quite like the word I would use almost is swashbuckling. I can't even say it. Um, But very adventure Uh It gave me actually Injustice Gods Among Us vibes. Just the the overall premise of it you know the justice league being evil then the good guys rising up and all of that jazz um but it looks fun and entertaining and um i think it'll be interesting to play I got injustice vibes too from it strictly because of the uh flash's costume flash's look, costume yeah like it was it did look like right from injustice the other moment yeah, not only injustice but even the justice league live action film that came out not too long ago too it it felt very familiar to that as well yeah, the moments where Superman, he's got his glowing eyes. I think that was in the, not this new trailer, but the original trailer. That gave me the Injustice vibes too, because Injustice, they, they, the trailers that they showcased for the game when it was coming out was that Superman was going evil and he was just walking around with glowing red eyes because obviously that makes someone look evil. Um, so that, that, that was my take there. I will say you you have to assume that at some point, just thinking about like the structure of the game itself, you have to assume that 
the various members of the Justice League are like the big bosses for the game. Each one of them they're going to have to deal with in some way and then, you know, they've they they take them down. Whether or not they take them down and they're put into a cell and the cell jettisons out of Metropolis and that's why how they're no longer infected. I, I don't know that aspect, but I feel like they clearly hinted at there's going to be a slew of characters that are going to be like the big bads of the game, just like there is on any of the Arkham games where you've got a, you know, a, a variety of different villains, but there's always these bigger villains that you have to face and take down to basically move forward. There's side villains and there's side characters and things like that that always come into play with the game. But when it comes to like the main story and to move you the story along, you've got to take out the big bosses. And I think it was fairly obvious we've got Superman, Flash, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, but there really wasn't a whole lot of other characters. So obviously there's a slew of other characters that could appear, but whether or not they actually do is a different story. Is there any character that you're hoping pops up that hasn't shown up in the trailer yet? I don't know, because I'm sure it'll be everybody from the Justice League, but I wonder if they will... Like, all the Justice League will be bad, but I wonder if like there'll be other superhero teams like Justice Society or Titans that aren't infected, and then you can kind of like team up with them. Like You never play as, like say, you want to play as Nightwing or anything, or Wonder Girl or something, but you like will give you something to help defeat the Justice Justice League, you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Because there are so many other characters out there, and I can't believe that the Suicide Squad is the only group that that's left on Earth that would be, you know, dealing with this massive invasion in Metropolis. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, I like that idea, though, you know, bringing in the other teams to kind of go up against the Justice League. I am a huge fan of Zatanna, um, and the characters onto like her camp so I think it'd be fun if she came in but um we'll have to Need find magic out. to beat Superman so exactly yeah her Constantine I think they're really fun characters I think you get a lot out of them so and it's interesting because the characters that are part of the squad assumingly the ones that you'll be able to play of play as none of them really make a whole lot of sense when it comes to like the larger scheme of things. Harley Quinn, Deadshot, and Captain Boomerang are all just normal people. They don't have any sort of superpowers or super, you know, you know, King Shark is obviously very strong, but it's not as if King Shark is so strong that he's going to be able to take on Superman. You know, none of them are as fast as Flash. None of them are as strong or as powerful as Wonder Woman. None of them have the ability to do, you know, the constructs like Green Lantern. So, like, there has to be some other element of how they're going to be able to take them down. Either, like like we, like we, you said, VJ, about bringing in some other characters to, like, you know, help with the situations. Or there's got to be something else. Because you can't have three normal humans and one, you know, uh, metahuman who's super strong really taking on the Justice League. It just doesn't seem probable unless somehow the alien alien invasion that infects the League is somehow also dampening their powers, which, I mean, that kind of, like, gets rid of the idea of, well, you're facing off against the Justice League, but if you're dampening their powers, what's really the reasoning no behind point, that? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Correct me if I'm wrong, but don't they have something similar to that in Injustice where, you know, when the two characters go up against each other, for example, if I'm playing Harley Quinn and I'm going up against... Wonder Woman, um, they're they're kind of like they're just the two characters going up against each other, and it's kind of which player is the better player at that point, not which character is stronger. That's true, but I think Injustice is kind of like a 
it, it, I mean, obviously, it follows the in, the principle of like Mortal Kombat, just fight against fight. So obviously, each character is going to have their own special moves or whatever. But I don't like. There's not a whole. I mean, like obviously, there's a story involved in Injustice, and I don't want to say there isn't because not only was there a story for the game itself that spawned a tie-on comic that was extremely successful. Obviously, they just made an animated movie based off of that same storyline that was in the the original game. So, like, there is a storyline, but I think the catch, of course, is that when it comes to the idea of something where it's, like, very story-driven, because while Injustice was story-driven and they explained why you're facing against, you know, one character's facing off against another character, I think the difference is that the Rocksteady games are, it's like a, it's a tight story that is going in a very specific direction. Injustice, while yes, it obviously is following a direction, you have to go to Atlantis. Well, you have to face off against Aquaman. You've got, then you're going to go to Themyscira and you're going to face off against Wonder Woman. Like, obviously, these things come in play, but I feel like Rocksteady, just comparing Injustice to the other Arkham games, it doesn't feel like it's the same level of storytelling. And that's nothing against I, I, Injustice, but... I see. Okay, so what you're saying is essentially it's it's more character-driven um, and storyline-driven than it is, you know which player is the better player. Like, exactly. If you and I were playing it, am I better than you at this video game? That's yes. That's not kind of, uh, the premise of this one. It's more the characters and the story. So in which case, I see your point. How does Harley Quinn take down Superman? Right. She can't. Right. So the, to, to wrap up Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, there's they didn't specifically say anything about whether or not the game, you know, when specifically the game is coming or even what systems the the game is coming. It's expected to land on all of the current gen systems and probably just the previous generation systems as well. Um, it does. It did say at the end of the trailer it's coming on 2022, but obviously that's 12 months long. If I had to take a guess, and I've got a little bit of information, you know, like a little bit of understanding behind this, but I would assume that the game is coming out at the latter half of 2022. And I say that because originally, when the game was announced last year in the at DC Fandom, I believe the trailer said 2022. So that game obviously didn't, you know, obviously the, the timeline could have shifted for, maybe it could have come out at the early part of 2022. Now it's coming out in the later half of 2022. However, the catch, of course, is that Gotham Knights, the other game we're going to talk about here in a second, that game was originally supposed to come out in 2021. They delayed it and said it was coming out in 2022 instead. And there's no way in my mind that a company like WB Games is going to release both of these games so close together. That's not to say they couldn't just be you know a couple months apart, but I feel like both of these games are going to be going towards the same exact audience. And it's not just DC fans, but it's also just, you know, a game where you're playing as a character and moving along the storyline. Both of these games are going to be doing that. I just don't feel like it would be in the best interest of WB Games to be releasing these so close together. So my guess is that Gotham Knights is going to be coming out in the earlier half of 2022 because they were originally coming out in 2021, got delayed, and got pushed into 2022. 
Rocksteady was originally releasing Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League in 2022. Even if they got delayed and just pushed it back, it could still come out in the same year, hypothetically, if it was only like maybe a six-month delay. So there's that. So my guess is that we're going to probably end up seeing this game in the back half of 2022, while Gotham Knights will be in the, 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 the front half. Now, obviously, the other side of this is that well, maybe Rocksteady didn't have any delays whatsoever, and the game is still on track when they were originally playing it, which was maybe like a late spring, early summer 2022, and then Gotham Knights is just coming later in the year. The catch, of course, is that based off of the content that they've showed, just specifically about the type of content that they showed, they showed a reveal trailer last year, they showed a story trailer this year, when you compare it to Gotham Knights... They had a you know reveal trailer last year. They also had a, a trailer this year, but they also included a behind-the-scenes featurette for Gotham Knights as well, which just makes it feel like they're closer to being done if they're doing you know additional content and showing off more aspects, having some of the creators and the developers talking about the game more than just showing a trailer. So that's my guess. It's about right to me. I mean, no, we haven't seen any gameplay trailer for suicide squad but it was interesting you brought up before like in the arkham games batman could fly around and just beat up like random thugs like what what's the suicide squad gonna do is there like what's the random things that they fight maybe the aliens i guess or i don't know because i don't doubt there's gonna be a lot of thugs like hanging around in suicide squad where you can like fight and like up your skills yeah the only the only thing i could think of is it's the aliens and they just have like different versions of them but i feel like that could get old really quick i also feel like without like the side missions that kind of just just keep people attached to the game like the arkham games had side missions featuring villains that were just out there in gotham didn't have anything to do trophies and everything yeah the the riddler trophies were like even like uh you know two-face wasn't involved in the main story but he had a whole side story that happened that you could have just basically sidestepped and not done and then gone back to afterwards you know, after you do the main story, but that kind of stuff, I don't see how that's going to work because I don't know why the squad would be going after like other characters within Metropolis. Like sure. They could, I guess be sent on like smaller missions to like save somebody or get somebody, but it just doesn't feel like it's the same idea as what you would see from a game like the Arkham game. So we'll see. Obviously we've got some time and we will keep talking about updates for this game and Gotham Knights as we get closer to the release and more information comes out. But jumping over to even a more specific Batman Universe game, we're going to talk about Gotham Knights. Now, like I said earlier, the reveal trailer was released last year as well. The game, seemingly there was more there was more to talk about about this game just because initially, before everything got really underway, there was a lot of talk about you know, whether, you know, there, there was just more talk about what was in the game. Um, the reveal trailer barely mentioned anything to do with the Court of Owls. This new trailer showcases that the Court of Owls is at least a huge component of the game because they're not only going to be facing the Court of Owls and the threats that come alongside that, but also the talons that are included in that as well. So we've got all of the Court of Owls. There's some gameplay kind of footage that's kind of being shown here. And then on top of that, like I said earlier, there was this whole behind-the-scenes featurette that was done that not only had some of the developers of the game talking about the Court of Owls, but they also had Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, the creators of the Court of Owls, along with 
DC Comics publisher uh, Jim Lee also talking about the success of The Court of Owls, despite that it being a relatively new addition to the comic universe. So there's a lot of stuff here uh, to, to kind of talk about. The first thing I want to talk about is what do you guys think about The Court of Owls being in a video game? We've seen it in animation. We've seen it in live action because it was included with the Gotham television series. And obviously it's been in the comics. But what do you think about it being in a game and being like a really big threat for a group of characters like the Bat Family? I love it. I think it's awesome. Um, I think that the creation of The Court of Owls was really cool and it added a lot of depth to the to the city of Gotham. And as a video game, I think it works really well because it gives a really a sense of a haunting almost, which fits, you know, this time of the year really well. Um, and I think it just adds to the creepiness that the video game can give, you know? So I think it's really cool. And um, I like what they did the comics. And I like how they're bringing the comics into it and they're tying it all together. And I think it's really neat that the producers are kind of giving a nod and an ode in a way to the, the creators of it because, you know, it was their work. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, I love it as well. I mean, for Batman to be around for 80 plus years and to have only have this type, this villain, the Court of Owls, like introduced fairly recently with the new 52 and it'd be what, 10 years later, they're the main bad guy in the video game. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. The other thing to kind of talk about now, this isn't part of the new trailers necessarily, but the characters that they chose to focus on are Nightwing, Dick Grayson, Robin, Tim Drake, Batgirl, Barbara Gordon, and Red Hood, Jason Todd. Do you think that there's the possibility of any other characters showing up from the Bat family, as well as the fact that, is it? do you think it's possible... I, and I, okay, well, let's go off that first question first. Let me ask that first question. Do you think there's any other characters that could show up in the game that are part of the Bat Family that are kind of ingrained within the, the you know the mythology of the Bat Family as much as any of these four characters? I think if there's yeah, the smaller side characters such as you know Leslie maybe or Alfred Pennyworth or the, those characters such as those people, I think possibly there's a chance. I don't get the sense that there's going to be uh, somebody like Black Bat slash Orphan or Duke or anyone like that. I, I kind of think that the, they would have advertised those characters if that were the case because it would have just made fans more interested in it. I don't see like I could see like Tim saying like maybe dropping a hint. It's like, oh, I just was hanging out with Stephanie the other night or something like that or saw Duke the other night. I don't think you maybe you'll see him for a cameo, but I don't think they'll be playable. All right. So I guess the other question that ties into that that I was going to ask is we've seen in past Arkham games. Now, obviously, this is not an Arkham game. This is Gotham Knights, which takes place seemingly in its own its own universe, although Batman is no longer around, which conveniently was the ending of the last Arkham game. But there is a there was a thing in the Arkham games where there were skins where you could you could basically make Batman appear as another character. There was versions of the character that were obviously just different bat suits or different versions of the films that popped up and things like that. Or they had like a Batman Beyond version that wasn't Batman Beyond from the animated series. It was more of like a what would Batman Beyond look like in the Arkham universe. Here's his bat suit. This is what he would look like kind of situation. But there was also some other versions like there was a Nightfall uh, Batman, which technically is not Bruce Wayne. It's it's Azrael. Do you think it's possible that at some point we could see skins released into the game that allow you to take the same essential character and 
turn them into a different version. For example, Rob and Tim Drake can turn into Damien with a certain skin, or we see uh, Stephanie Brown or Cassandra Cain take the place of Barbara Gordon in the game, or even a different version. I mean, there has been other versions of Nightwing with Damien playing Nightwing in the Injustice series further along in the Injustice comic series. Obviously, Red Hood, there could be a, you know, a skin specifically focusing on Jason Todd and various different skins or different suits that he's had over the course of time as well. But do you see that happening or do you think that's just a little too much even to go as far as to say, could we see somebody like The Signal, which is getting a focus in the Batwheels TV series, obviously has a role in the Bat family currently. Some of these series, some of the characters that they're currently wanting to push a little bit more, see them get a skin that kind of just redoes the character in some way to allow that character to show up in the game without it actually being the real character. hope so, because uh, I don't like that Robin design that they have originally it's just looks like he's wearing a vest so i do hope they i'm sure they will at some point like the downloadable the dlcs and everything like have to pay for it or something but i could see that i would love to see like the old uh wings first outfit with the high collar the george perez outfit from teen titans i think that would be cool i think they'll definitely do that yeah i think that'd be really neat too because i definitely agree with you there um that robin costume is not cool looking at all So if they had a way to change it up or kind of give it a different look, that would be really rad. Um, But honestly speaking, I think it would be interesting if they could do that. So you could say like, oh, now I'm playing Damien Wayne instead of Tim Drake as Robin. On one hand, I think that'd be neat. On the other hand, I think it's kind of like, well, stick with the character. You know, like if this is the character that they give us, just stick with it. And like the Robin that you're playing is Tim Drake, not Damien Wayne. Um, or give us two options, like two different characters completely instead of just a skin for it. But um, overall speaking, I think it'd be neat, but I'm not sure myself. Really excited for this game. This is, I'm probably more excited for this one than Suicide Squad. And because uh, Nightwing's like always been like my favorite character. And it's kind of, this has been like the year of Nightwing with on Titans and the Tom Taylor runs really well guarded. Now he's going to be like the lead in a, in a video game. And I think it's, I'm I'm really excited to play it. Yeah, I agree. I think it looks really cool. Um, it's definitely way more interesting to me than the Suicide Squad is, but that's with most things Batman or or um, related. Um, I was going to ask though, Dustin, what are your thoughts on Court of Owls being so involved in this uh, game? My, I like you said earlier, I the the idea of Court of Owls is really really a cool idea because. Like you said, it it makes Gotham City more of a character than it really is. One of the things I have obviously, longtime listeners of any podcast I've been on when it comes to Batman, I'm all about the history. I'm all about kind of cementing that history of the characters and the world around them. It's not just about Batman and what Batman's doing right now. It's about the entire universe surrounding Batman. And that includes Gotham City. And... One of the things that I always find really, really interesting is when you're creating stories that deal with what happened before Batman was around, what happened before Batman put on the cowl, you know, the stories where Batman's training or the stories where we're learning about the history of Gotham City or some of the other, you know, the, the, you know, what, what you don't hear a lot about the villains before Batman showed up. You hear about the villains after Batman showed up, um, 
And that's not to say that they weren't out there and they weren't doing something. And unfortunately, you get stuff like Gotham, which the TV series, which in my opinion, wasn't great um, at all. And it, it, it just yeah, doesn't, it doesn't do a whole lot of favors for that kind of, a, you know, that aspect of what happens to these characters before Batman shows up because they try, they, they tell a version of whatever they want to tell, but it's not adding really to the mythos because once the show's done, nobody goes back and says, Oh yeah, do you remember when that happened? It just, it goes away and that's the end of it. So the court of owls was a great addition to comics. Um, not only does it add this, whole other layer to Gotham City's history, but it adds like a viable threat to the entire Bat family. Like, there was obviously various talons that, you know, were in some ways, some of them were like perfectly matched with certain members of the Bat family. Then you've got the court themselves, which can kind of go after Wayne Enterprises or Bruce Wayne. They kind of know everything about what's going on in Gotham. It's like the perfect type of villain where they don't have to be super strong. They don't have to be super crazy. They don't have to have superpowers. They can just be an extremely connected group of people that have the ability to shift things one way or the other. It's like the idea of like so many conspiracy theories and things go back to organizations, you know, a cabal or something like that. And I think this kind of organization with the Court of Owls does that for Gotham City where it's anytime there's a question of something happening in the past, you could somehow connect it back to something else because of the, the the deep history of this organization. This organization was around way before Batman. It was around way before uh, any of the members of the Bat family were even born. And I think that's that, that makes it as if there is a threat that has been there before Batman ever showed up. And that threat is something that is is something that needs to be dealt with that Batman didn't even know about, but they've literally been there since before he was probably even alive. So... I love the Court of Owls. I love the idea of it. I think it's it's probably one of the... It, well, it is, in my opinion, the best edition in the last decade of comics. Um, just because there hasn't been a lot of stuff that's really come and stuck. And that's one of the best things that have come out. The original th- the creations that have come out in the past 10 years when it comes to DC Comics. More specifically, the Batman Universe. And, you know, I think... It was a it was a perfect time for it too, is when it came out in the comics because initially you had the new fifty two coming out. I think a lot of hardcore fans that were longtime fans had an issue with them rebooting stuff, and you've got this story that's happening in the pages of Batman called the Court of Owls that doesn't really disrupt anything. It just is a new story that adds to the mythos that we have all come to appreciate. That's not to say that other later stories in the Batman run by Scott Snyder didn't, you know, kind of mess with things. But the Court of Owls did a really good job of like, it was like a nice place for fans to go, longtime fans to go to not feel like everything was being disrupted as much as every other title that was releasing at the time and what was happening in those titles. So I love the idea of the Court of Owls. By far the best thing of the new 52. Yes. As far as looking forward to the game, uh, this, like you both said, I this game is by far the one I'm more interested in. And obviously that a lot of that obviously has to do with the exact same reasonings you guys have when it comes to the fact that it's tied into the Batman universe, not as much the DC universe. And that's a huge deal for me because 
that's what obviously we run a website and a podcast about is Batman and the Batman universe. And the one thing that I guess I'm probably looking forward to the most is the Bat family getting more focus. I love Batman. Don't get me wrong. But Batman gets focused on in every aspect of anything you can imagine more than anybody else. You know, there's this running gag uh, amongst action figure collectors whenever McFarlane Toys announces a new wave of DC Multiverse figures, which is which version of Batman are we getting in this wave? Because every single wave they come out with in some way, shape, or form has a Batman character or at the very least a Batman Universe character. Um, It's not always the case but batman sells batman is dc's most popular character obviously they're gonna have batman i mean next year we've got a batman film coming out in march with one actor playing batman and then we've got another film coming out in november with two actors playing batman and not neither one of them is in the one in march i mean that's how big batman is when it comes to dc comics is batman sells batman will always sell but As a fan of the Batman universe, I like the characters that are included alongside Batman. Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl, Red Hood, um, you know, Signal, Black Bat, or the other Batgirls, or Spoiler, or Oracle, or Alfred, or, you know, all the villains. There's so many characters that I don't think get as much focus as Batman, and I'd love to see them get more focus. This game will do you know, will do wonders if it's if it comes out, it's super successful, it's it's a really well-made game. This game could propel the popularity of those characters, Nightwing, Robin, Batgirl, and Red Hood, further than most mediums have been able to do. Obviously we've seen them in animated films, but we have yet to see a lot of these characters in a live action form outside of Dick Grayson's Robin with the Batman Forever and Batman Robin. And then we had Batgirl show up in Batman and Robin uh, with Alicia Silverstone playing the, the character. But I think that when it comes to the potential of what we could see with the Bat family, this game is kind of like the ability to propel the Bat family into a much, much larger realm of popularity and we could potentially see these characters popping up into live action films and just that that would be awesome by itself. I, I just that's what that's I'm really hoping for. This game, like I said earlier, I'm expecting this to come out in early 2022. Um, how early? Uh, I'm not going to put any money on anything, but I'd say probably no earlier than April, um, but probably closer to like the May, June time frame. Um, is my guess at this point. But we'll, like I said earlier, we will make sure to bring up more updates as more updates come out for this game. And I'm pretty sure very soon here we're going to start to see the PR marketing train start moving very quickly for both of these games and all the other stuff that's going on because there's a lot of stuff for 2022. 2022 is going to be a great year to be a bad fan. I will say that. That's hands down probably the easiest thing to say is that it's just going to be an amazing year for bat fans because there's so much content that's coming out in all the different mediums that there that there are so with all of that being said uh thank you so much for listening to this episode of the tbu podcast um next episode like i said we will talk about the tv news out of dc fandom hopefully we'll be putting together that episode sooner and you might end up getting two episodes fairly close together um and then we'll get into some other topics there's a lot of other things injustice the animated film recently came out so we're going to talk about that in an upcoming episode 
Titans, the last season of Titans, not the last season, but the current season of Titans just wrapped up. So we're going to, you know, do a run recap of kind of like the season as a whole. There's a lot of different things happening right now. There's also some big news related to Batwoman, but not in a good way. And I'd like to talk about that at some point in the near future as well, once more information comes out. So there's a lot of different topics. Hopefully you guys will continue to stick with us and join us. If you are so inclined to support us in any way, shape, or form, please check out our website, thebatmanuniverse.net, and look for the spot that says support tbu there you'll find a variety of different ways that you can support tbu whether it be on patreon with your skills by volunteering your time or whether it be using our affiliate links for the variety of different uh retailers that we have partnerships with that is always greatly appreciated um if you uh, want to find us on social media we are on twitter we are on facebook we have a facebook group we also have discord instagram um, and obviously a YouTube channel as well. So we have a lot of different content all over the place. But more specifically, we want to hear from you guys, the listeners, on what you'd like to see us cover in the future. Not every episode is going to be a rundown of news. Not every episode is because there's just not a ton of news that comes out every single week for us to discuss. That said, however, there is stuff that does come out, but there are things that we'd like to talk about. We're going to talk about comics here, even though we have a comics podcast on the website as well. We're going to talk about comics when big things happen in the comics because they're they're newsworthy and that's what we're here to talk about is a lot of the newsworthy stuff but there's also going to be times where there's going to be lulls and we're going to need topics to discuss so if you have ideas of things you'd like us to talk about please leave comments wherever you're listening to this or on the website or you can send us an email at tbu at the batmanhumorous.net with all that being said uh for bj hanan and myself thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time 